I like it. Right there. Hello! And welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves, and the other, well, that's where the reluctancy comes in. We're your hosts, I'm Zach, and this is Scott. Hello. And uh, today we're going to be going through the last couple chapters of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I am super excited, it's one of my favorite books, and... uh, I've been a little let down because Scotty Boy over here has been pretty indifferent most of this book. I'm a little, I'm a little fucked up about it. It's true. Uh, in, I don't know if I've been indifferent. I've just been more like Zach. Uh, what do you see in this book that's no, so incredible? Off. Like it's. I think. I think it's just. I think it's just okay so far. Like you're a shithead, I mean, man. There's some good stuff, but there was a lot of stuff that I was just like. <laughs> me on so yeah i don't know i mean we'll we'll get yeah we're going through the last three chapters then we'll do final thoughts here on the book uh and we'll we'll kind of run down all that um how are you doing today pal you you've had we've had quite the week everyone in texas has had quite the week actually <laughs> Holy shit man no kidding dude um i'm good man i uh got got some power back last night so nice that was Finally. pretty sweet. Yeah, after like six days without God, power. That's that sucks. Bro. In really cold weather. Um, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was pretty uh, pretty hellish, man. It was it, it was wild. Yeah, no good all around. Um, these snow and ice storms. Texas is just not equipped to deal with them. Like some other parts of the country are, and it was it was a, a bit of a a rough week for all involved. I hope everyone out there is is doing okay um but yeah we're here we're ready to go we're we're i think feeling all right are you feeling all right pal? i feel i feel a little out of practice because we didn't record last week but we didn't you know. yeah <laughs> zach's like my powers this was like just when it was kind of starting and zach's like my power is kind of going in and out i don't know if we can record <laughs> and then turns out he was fully without power for six days so yeah yeah you know stuff sucks. happens uh, we only missed a week but i also feel very out of practice, I guess, but we'll we'll get in the flow. Yeah, it's all good, man. I'll I'll it's, help you. We can double dutch rudder this thing. We can grab each oh other and, Lord, and just please, get the stroking going. Please double dutch rudder me. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, man. Well, wow. let's let's just jump into this thing. Yeah. So where we last left off uh, last time on Dragon Ball Z, uh, they they had knocked out Snape, um, and they were they were leaving the tree. The like the well, the tunnel, I guess, under under the tree. Yeah, the Whomping um, Willow. They ha- right. They had their whole procession where, like, Ron and Lupin were chained to old Pettigrew because Harry was like, oh, don't kill him. Um, <laughs> and uh, Black is there, of course, uh, Hermione, and Crookshanks leading the way because, obviously, Crookshanks, A-plus, number one. He has to go out in front. So, yeah, that's where we left out, left off. Um and uh, so, yeah, chapter 20. They're on their way out. Uh, Sirius asks Harry if he knows that he's his godfather, that Sirius is Harry's godfather. 
and he asks Harry if he would like to live with him. It's kind of a very, you know, you can tell it's like a kind of an emotional thing for Sirius. He doesn't know quite, he's like awkward in the way he asks it, you know, it's like a thing for him. And he's like, oh no, of course you wouldn't want to live with me. I'm, what am I saying? And Harry is like, are you crazy? Of course I want to leave the Dursleys. Have you got a house? When can I move in? And it's just, it's got, it's a very <laughs> sweet moment. Um, I liked it a lot. I don't, you know, I don't love, love Sirius. I think he's okay. And I, I also kind of Harry's okay, but this is a good moment. I, I enjoyed this a lot between the two of them. Hell um, yeah. So, <laughs> so they get out of the tunnel and oopsie, Lupin didn't take his potion. We mentioned, we talked about this in, uh, when they were in the, uh, the shack, the shrieking shack and Sirius, that's why Sirius was coming to Lupin's office to be like, Hey bitch, take your potion. Um, for how serious this is of like Lupin turning into a werewolf, I feel like he's irresponsible with his potion taking. Like, take your meds, Lupin. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No kidding, man. It's it it, it it's a little sketch. Yeah, doing, it's pal? a little sketch. So they get out of the tunnel, and of course the the clouds roll back, and they see it's a full moon, and Lupin starts to transform. Uh, Sirius orders Harry to run and then he transforms into his giant black dog and starts trying to fight Lupin. He's trying to keep him away from his the others, BBD. basically. His big black dog, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, his his big old his big old black dog form. He's trying to like drag Lupin away from the others. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> You're gonna make me stop thinking about that now. Yeah. Uh so Pettigrew uh, dives for Lupin's dropped wand. He's still chained to Ron only now. I guess Lupin, like, I can't remember, ripped off the shackle or something like that. Um, And the way the book describes it here, uh, there was a bang, a burst of light, and Ron lay motionless on the ground. Another bang, Crookshanks flew into the air and back to the earth in a heap. This is not fucking okay i was terrified from my boy crookshanks here i was like if they fucking kill crookshanks i swear to god this was a this was a rough moment for me reading these books i didn't give a shit about ron obviously yeah fuck ron (laughs) yeah fuck ron crookshanks like obviously i mean Pettigrew is an evil dude i don't think he's gonna shy away from killing anyone so if he killed crookshanks here i swear to god i I don't Um, think that Pettigrew is necessarily so evil i just think he's a coward well i mean he blew up like 12 muggles in the street right yeah yeah i i don't think it's because he's pure evil i think he's just he did that because that was his plan to save his own ass sure i guess so i mean yeah evil cowardly you know whatever you want to say um So Harry manages to disarm Lupin. He fucking takes his sweet time till after Crookshanks gets hit, but then he knocks the wand out. Uh, but Pettigrew immediately, of course, transforms and runs away. You you uh, you meant you meant Pettigrew. He's, what did I say? He, you said Lupin. Oh right? yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes, okay. Pettigrew transforms and runs away, and okay. then Lupin, in his werewolf form, runs into the forest, and Black takes after takes off after him. Uh, Harry checks on Ron and he's still alive, but he doesn't check on Crookshanks, <laughs> the fucker. I was like, no mention of Crookshanks here. 
How's I'm that just uh, like, stock in uh, Harry Potter going? It's it's not going well because he doesn't check on Crookshanks. That was you had one job, <laughs> Harry, <laughs> and it's to make sure Crookshanks is okay. Uh, Harry says they should take unconscious Snape because Snape's still floating here, unconscious. Uh, they should take unconscious Snape and Ron up to the school and get help. Then they hear like yelping from the forest. And they immediately abandon that plan to go get help. And both of them run after Sirius and Lupin. Um, they get, they're down by the lake now, I think. They see Sirius. He's back as a human being. He's not transformed anymore. Lupin, nowhere to be found. And Sirius is surrounded by hundreds of Dementors. And he's, like, pass, or passing out or passed out. Uh, Harry's, like... We need to summon a Patronus. He tries to get Hermione to help him summon a Patronus, but she doesn't know how. He gives her, like, just think of a happy thought and say, ex- is it expecto pat- Patronus? Patronum. Patronum, okay. Come on, it's Latin. <laughs> yeah. How, how I guess us is a Latin. Yeah, I mean, that's the name of the thing, so give me a break, dick. Uh, break dick. But she doesn't know how, obviously, because she's never been taught how to do this. Lupin didn't give her the advanced after after class uh, lesson. Uh, she doesn't know how to do it. She passes out. Uh, Harry is passing out as well, and he sees a Dementor lo- start to lower its hood. It's going to give the old kissy kiss. The, the old razzle-dazzle. The old razzle-dazzle. <laughs> uh this thing, the way it's described here, super gross. Uh, where there should have been eyes, there was only thin, gray, scabbed skin stretched bank- blankly over empty sockets. But there was a mouth, a gaping, shapeless hole, sucking the air with the sound of a death rattle. Gaping should never be used to describe anything. It's a disgusting <laughs> word. Uh, yeah, this thing is gross. Uh, he, the so yeah, one of the one of the Nazgul grabs Harry around the neck and is just going to straight death kiss him first. Give him the old razzle dazzle. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why we're referring it to that now. (laughs) Uh, Harry sees a bright light as it's about to kill him. And then the Nazgul drops him and he sees that they're being driven away and he starts to feel warm again. Uh, He sees like a bright animal. Um, kind of on the lake or across the lake, I can't remember, and then he passes out. Yeah, it was. he, he says it was as bright as a unicorn. Um, Harry watched it, watched it as it reached the opposite shore, and then he saw somebody welcoming it back, raising its hand to pat it, someone who looked strangely familiar, but it couldn't be, and then, and then that's when he passes out. Um, and that's the end of that chapter. That chapter was pretty pretty quick. Um, short sweet to the point yeah short sweet had a lot of lot going on but yeah it wasn't the longest chapter in the world um so i i obviously i know that you've i mean you finished the book now yeah yeah uh at this point did you have any any thoughts any uh predictions um at this time i think my first my first leaning was like well is it dumble but he never actually does anything, so I dismiss that immediately. <laughs> he's he's never around when you need him. <laughs> um, uh, you're not wrong. Uh, and then I was like, well, it couldn't have been. It couldn't. I, I thought briefly maybe it's Snape, 
and then I think maybe this was as so as we start this next chapter, you hear Corny Fudge talking to Snape, and I was like, oh, was it Snape? Um, what it actually was, no, I I did not see coming, nor did I want to see it coming. Um, okay, but yeah, I, I guess Dumble was probably I, I was like, did Lupin somehow find a way to fight the power? <laughs> fight the werewolf power and change back and come back and save him. I, th- those were probably the only things now, I had rolling around. Now, but before we before we continue here. Yes. If you recall to the end of the last episode. Yes. I I mentioned that there was maybe a couple things that you were going to have some some uh harshities. Yes. Yes. <laughs> about. You did um, you did you gave me like the most ominous ass warning. <laughs> In the about the last three chapters of a book I've ever heard in my life, <laughs> <laughs> was my warning warranted or not? Yeah. Okay. Look. All right. Look. Let's. We'll get. On. We'll get into that in the final thoughts. Okay. I'll, all right. Fair enough. We'll. We'll get into that. I, not to put the cart before the horse here. I mean, I have problems for sure. I don't. Hate it outright. Let me just let me just say it that right. But we'll, okay, we'll get that's to good. That. That's that's honestly already more than I was expecting. Okay, so that's good. Fair, fair enough. Um, chapter twenty one. Harry comes to. He's in like the hospital wing. Uh, he's he's overhearing as he overhears a mini conversation in these books. Um, <laughs> yes. Corny Fudge congratulating Snape on the capture of Black and saving the kids. He wants to give him. The Order of Merlin. This is like the Medal of Honor, basically, it seems like, type of situation. Yeah, um, uh, this is... Do you remember in our first episode when there was that whole back and forth about, like, is Merlin a real person or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it's it was talking about the Dumbledore card. Had He'd received the Order of Merlin first yeah, class yeah, or something the, like that. He, yeah, he had their... Yeah, exactly. Do we know what he was awarded that for, or is that spoiler territory? Uh, it is not spoiler, but it's still better left for you to find out. <laughs> okay, fine. I don't know what that well, means. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, no, I mean, it says it on the card. So, you, I mean, I guess it's Wait, already it been kind of revealed. I, I don't know that it says that this is exactly what he got it for, but I'm pretty certain that he got it for his defeat of the the previous big b- oh. bad dark wizard Gerlert Gerlert Gellert Grindelwald. Jesus, wow, jeez, hey, Gerg- that's a hard Gerg- one. Gagging on something. What are you gagging on, Zach? Fucking Gerlert's over here, dude. Gargling on Gerlert's. Oh wow. Um, that's right. I think it did say that. That sounds familiar. So we'll go with that. Um, so yeah, back, back, back to where we are here. Um, Snape is telling Corny Fudge that Black had bewitched them. I saw it immediately. A confundus charm to judge by their behavior. They seemed to think there was a possibility he was innocent. They weren't responsible for their actions. So Snape kind of giving them an out here. But then he's also like, well, but on the other hand, their interference might have permitted Black to escape. They thought they were going to catch Black single-handedly. Um, he says, they've got away with a great deal before now. I'm afraid it's given them a rather high opinion of themselves. And of course, Potter has always been allowed an extraordinary amount of license by the headmaster. Um, 
mostly agree with that. You know, I think Harry thinks he's uh, a little big for his britches sometimes, a lot of times. And I mean, Snape's not wrong. They get away with everything. Um, so Corny Fudge is like, yeah, we well, we all give Harry a little bit of special treatment. And Snape argues that it isn't right, that it's not really good for him, which, again, I pretty much agree with. Um, You're such a fun sucker. I'm not a fun sucker. You're a fucking You're Nazgul. Nazgul. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to give, I need to give Harry the old razzle dazzle, suck all his fun out. Uh, <laughs> oh, ho, oh. oh, oh. uh, So Snape's still being like, yeah, we put all, all this stuff was for her his protection basically. He's like we did all this stuff basically to keep him safe from this murderer, but he was still out of bounds at night consorting with a werewolf and a murderer and then he adds on at the end, "Oh, and I have reason to believe he's been vid- visiting Hogsmeade illegally too." <laughs> it's like this other stuff isn't bad enough. He's like, "Oh yeah, that dick's going to Hogsmeade too." <laughs> He's uh, such a narc, bro. He is a bit of a narc. You're not wrong there. Uh, <laughs> Corny Fudge is just like, well, well, we shall see, Snape. The boy has been undoubtedly foolish. Um, Corny asks Snape if he knows why the Nazgul acted the way they did. Um, he's like, no. He says that by the time that he came around, they had retreated to the entrance and he tied up the unconscious black. So here, where, here's where I was like, oh, so I guess it wasn't Snape. Because... When this when this chapter started and they were talking about all this, I was like, okay, did so did Snape wake up, come in, chase the Nazgul away, and then you know do all this? But then no, Snape basically confirms here that by the time he woke up, then they were gone. Um, Harry's coming, becoming more conscious here. He asks the nurse what's going on, and she tells him that they've got Black upstairs and they're going to perform. <laughs> the razzle dazzle any minute (laughs) (laughs) so of course they start to free and by razzle dazzle of course i mean death they're gonna kill him they're gonna death kiss his ass death kiss his ass death kiss his ass oh man that sounds like that's something that i would roll on my sex dice (laughs) i don't want to know what that is (laughs) i think i know but i don't want to know um so Oh, Hermione is there also. Her, Hermione's there and woken up too. So they're they're freaking out. They're like, no, don't kill Black. Corny and Snape come in, and Harry and Hermione try to tell them what happened with Pettigrew, but they just have that. They're just like, oh, you're confused. You had you're under a spell. Blah blah blah. Um, they're straight freaking out when Dumble comes in. Um, he's like, I was just talking with Sirius, and I want to talk to Hermione and Harry alone uh snape not a fan of this he's not a fan of any of this uh he tells he tells dumble that Sirius black showed he was capable of murder at the age of 16 you haven't forgotten that you haven't forgotten that he once tried to kill me uh dumble's like my memory is as good as it ever was severus um so yeah, obviously Snape still not over that time that Sirius uh, tried to get him killed by a werewolf. I I love how when Dumbledore like walks in a room, the dude just like fucking controls the shit out of it. That's that I think that that's a big part of like why I really really enjoy his character. Yeah, I mean obviously 
everybody you know has great respect for Dumbledore corny fudge um Snape is like upset and not happy about this but I mean he eventually acquiesces as well he listens and leaves um so Dumble Dumble turns to Hermione and Harry Ron's like still out cold or something I don't know what's going on with him nobody cares um and Dumble's, Dumble tells them, it is your turn to listen, and I beg you will not interrupt me because there is very little time. They proceed to then interrupt him nonstop. Every two words, Dumble says, they, like, interrupt him. And I'm just like, <laughs> you fucking dipshits, just listen to him. Uh, he basically tells them, yeah, I believe, I, I heard Sirius's whole story about Pettigrew and everything. I believe him, I believe you. But there's no evidence, and no one will believe the word of two 13-year-olds versus, you know, a professor, Snape, basically. Um, he also points out that Sirius has not acted like an innocent man. Um, the attack on the fat lady, the the painting chick, uh, entering Gryffindor Tower with a knife. Um, and without Pettigrew al- alive or dead, we have no chance of overturning Sirius's sentence. So here's where I bet Harry is really regretting not letting them kill Pettigrew. But what are you gonna do? Um, and here, here we go. Here's here's where we jump aboard the the time turner train. Um, Dumble looks at Hermione and he's like, "What we need is more time." Was it then that you knew? Yes. As soon as he said that, I was like, "Oh, we're having fucking time travel, aren't we?" <laughs> and sure enough, uh, Hermione understands. Uh, and she's like, oh, um, Dumble also says, if all goes well, you'll be able to save more than one innocent life tonight. Um, but he's very specific. Remember this, both of you, you must not be seen. Miss Granger, you know the law, you know what is at stake. You must not be seen. He's, he's big on that. Um, he's like, I'm going to lock you in. It's five minutes to midnight. Three turns should do it. I guess a turn is an hour. I think that's what she says here. Um, And wishes him good luck. So, yep. Hermione pulls out this hourglass thingy on a chain that she's got around her neck. She throws it around Harry as well, and they travel back three hours into the past. Uh, So, hold on. It puts them back where they were. So they're not just time traveling; they're they're space traveling as well, technically, because they're not three hours in the past, still in the hospital wing. I'm not going to try and parse this out. That's a fool's errand. Because <laughs> um, yeah, they have to jump in the closet real quick because uh, their past selves just come through like the entrance to go out to see Hagrid. This is right before uh, the the hippogriff's execution. So yeah, so now they're back in the past. Hermione is they're they're in this closet now. Hermione explains that it's a time turner and that's how she's been doing all her different subjects, no multiform technique. I'm very disappointed by that. Uh, <laughs> um That's TN's attack, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. A bunch of people use it also. And he's always like, Quit stealing my moves, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, she's like, this is how I've been doing all my different subjects by going back an hour. McGonagall, McGonagall gave it to her, and the Ministry of Magic knows all about it. This, this is, this is where I have probably the biggest problem with this whole thing. 
And well, you know what? You know what? I again, I don't want to get into that right now. We'll get into that in the wrap. Okay. I, I look. I have I have areas of this that I'm ready to defend because I think okay. I know what you're gonna say. But also, I same as you have some some problems with it. Okay. So fair enough. Fair enough. We'll we'll get to that. Let's let's get through this. Um. So Hermione's like, what did I can't figure out what Dumbledore means by saving more than one innocent life and then they realize oh they want they want Dumble wants them to save the hippogriff as well they're gonna fly the hippogriff up to the window where Sirius is so he can jump on it and fly away this is worse than the polyjuice potion plan this is so stupid uh Hermione Harry's like (laughs) Harry's like, Hermione, what if we just run in there and grab Pettigrew right now? And Hermione's like freaking out. She's like, no, don't you understand? We're breaking one of the most important wizarding laws. Nobody's supposed to change time. Nobody. And yet apparently she's doing it every day and the ministry's okay with it. Okay, can can, can I hop in here or do you still want to wait? No, it's fine. Hop in. What are we doing here if not hopping in? There, there's a lot of like, uh, like she had to be approved for it because her academics were so high. Right, they say that. Right, and so it's like, hey, like they the the ministry issues it, so McGonagall got it approved for her. It wasn't like McGonagall just gave her this fucking artifact. No, no, I I understand that they okay. say that. So it's like, it's saying, hey, we're gonna allow you to do this for academics as long as you follow the rules, right? So right. it's not it's not like oh she's changing time every single day, um, but technically she is. Look, man. <laughs> technically she is, but also technically she isn't. I. Okay, again, I. That may have been my strongest argument yet. That <laughs> if that's your strong, yeah, if that's your strongest <laughs> argument, boy, howdy. We're we're in trouble here. Boy, I don't howdy. i i want <laughs> I want it to be known and made clear. I don't have a problem with the time travel thing in and of itself. Like that's fine. There are plenty of time travel stories and things that I absolutely love. Uh, and I don't have a problem inherently with that aspect of it. It's just when. You open the Pandora's box of time travel in your story. That opens up a lot of possibilities, a lot of pitfalls, and a lot of potential problems. And that's where I have a feeling. Again, I don't know this. Time will tell. But I have a feeling that's oh, where the that was ball... a good pun. What? Time will, time will tell. Yeah. <laughs> totally intentional, <laughs> obviously. Uh, that's where I feel like the ball is going to be dropped badly but but again we'll we'll get into more of this later um so yeah she's like you heard dumbledore we cannot be seen he did make that very clear he said it he said it in spanish so they they knew it very well um what did he that's no that's that's a very specific reference that probably i will only get have you ever seen the movie fired up no it's a really dumb Kind of hilarious, underrated movie, but <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to get into this. Is that this, a cheerleading they're, movie? They're, yes, they're at this cheer camp, and the head guy is like, 
telling him about this move they all want to learn and he's like that move is prohibidado and i said that in spanish so you know it it's very important (laughs) (laughs) that's a really really uber specific reference i don't know what i'm doing here damn um deep yeah double yeah very deep cut uh Hermione's like we cannot be seen and Harry's like well we'd only be seen by ourselves and Hagrid and Hermione's like Harry you dipshit what do you think you'd do if you saw yourself busting into Hagrid's house and he's like well I'd probably think I'd gone mad or I think there was some dark magic going on yeah sounds about right and Hermione's like exactly you won't understand you might even attack yourself um, McGonagall told me what awful things have happened when wizards have meddled with times. Loads of them ended up killing their past or future selves by mistake. So this seems like their excuse, her, her Rowling's excuse, or her out for why this isn't happening all the time. But I, I don't buy it. It's, it's very, very flimsy. Because they, they, I mean, they're, they're changing time anyway. What? what is the actual method with which they're changing time i don't think really matters they're still changing time and they still have to do things i don't know we'll we'll keep going um so they go down and they wait for the right moment to grab the hippogriff and hide him in the forest um they're they're being very careful not to be seen obviously um so i think they wait till corny fudge and the executioner and dumble come in in the hut they're talking in the hut with Hagrid and then they run and grab him and so they come out Dumble seems very amused by the hippogriff being gone but not really surprised almost like he knows something um which with Dumble who knows maybe he can see into the future has awareness of what was going to happen here i don't know i don't know anything that goes on with dumble anymore nothing would surprise me (laughs) if dumble was like yeah i'm actually secretly lord voldemort i'd be like yeah sure whatever why not um nothing would surprise me when it comes to old dumble um it's a good theory yeah sure i have a quote here and i'm trying to figure out what oh so they go i guess they go they see they're still like hiding out in the forest and they see um Dumbledore and Corny Fudge and the others like going back up into the castle. And Hermione's like, "Well, that was right after we'd gone down into the passage. If only Dumbledore had come with us." And Harry's like, "Well, McNair, which I guess McNair is the executioner, I think. Yeah. Um McNair and Fudge would have come too. I bet you anything Fudge would have told McNair to murder Sirius on the spot." And I'm like, I bet he wouldn't have, because Fudge seems to listen to Dumble, and Dumble wouldn't have let that happen. But anyway. Okay, here we go. Here's here's the example I was thinking of, and I couldn't remember what it was. Harry wants to grab the cloak, uh, because they know they left the cloak outside of the Whomping Willow right here, because they leave that shit everywhere. Um, he wants to grab the cloak so Snape can't get it, because Hermione's like, we can't be seen. And I'm like, okay, so it was okay before to run and grab the hippogriff and risk being seen. That was okay. But now running and grabbing the cloak, which is way easier because it's not a fucking animal that's fighting you and like, what are you doing? I don't want to go anywhere right now. It's not okay to risk being seen there. That's where this doesn't make any sense. Shit like this. 
Um, so they don't go and grab the cloak. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> and here's where Hermione asks Harry, like, what happened with the Nazgul? And Harry's like, someone with a real Patronus, like a legit one, scared them off. <laughs> Harry, a real one, a legit a, one, a legit Patronus, not the the bullshit silver mist that I do. Uh, not a chub. It was a full not, hard. Yeah, it was a full hard on, not just not the little, the little uh, chubby. Uh, Harry says it looked like his dad. He's like, I know this is impossible, but it looked like my dad. Hermione's like, dude, I think you've lost it. Uh, Which I think is hilarious because she's literally introducing the idea of time travel. She's like, we're currently time traveling, but you're obviously crazy. Um, (laughs) But Harry's like, maybe it's possible everyone thought Pettigrew was dead too, but he's alive, so maybe my dad's alive. This poor poor dipshit. Um, (laughs) Poor kid. Yeah, this poor poor dumb, dumb kid. Uh... They realize that Lupin is about to run into the forest directly where they're hiding. Um, so they run to Hagrid's to hide there. Lupin, werewolf Lupin, by the way. Um, so Harry, so they're hiding in Hagrid's. Harry goes out to see, because he wants to see if it was his dad, the summon the Patronish. Um, and he's waiting. He's like, okay, any minute now, any minute now, my dad's going to come out of there because he's fully delusional at this point. Um but no one comes, and yeah, obviously it's not his dad, it's him. He realized he hadn't seen his dad, he'd seen himself. And somehow, he all of a sudden instantly super levels up. He goes Super Saiyan and summons a perfect stag Patronus uh, that blasts away the Nazgul. And he's like, oh look, it's Prongs. <sighs> what, are, what, are we, what are we doing here? Um... That's interesting that you don't that, that that you have a problem with that. I thought they. That I just like don't. That. I just don't know how out of nowhere he summons like the most powerful Patronus of all time. It's not even like he has any really happy thoughts right now. Um, I think does he. Does he actually does he think of when? Does he say what he thinks of here? Is when Sirius asks him if he wanted to live? Yeah, with him? when Sirius asks him if if he'll go live with him. I mean. Sure, but he seemed way happier when he won that damn Quidditch Cup, so I would have expected <laughs> it to be that because all this boy cares about is his Quidditch. Um, it just seems extremely convenient that he just steps up to the plate and does this like perfect Look, Patronus. Dude, a- anytime a hero overcomes a thing, it's always extremely convenient. That's I guess, th- that's but I mean, not the case. Not like ten minutes earlier, he absolutely completely failed to do the exact same thing. Again, literally any hero story ever. I guess, I guess, I guess. And also, he he knows he knows the practice of it, and he had been getting it down at least like the shield form. Well, so the excuse they give here, um, Harry again, real big for his britches. Hermione runs up and is like, "What's going on?" And Harry's just, "I just saved all our lives because I'm rad." <laughs> and Hermione's, I added the I. Because I'm rad part, but he does say I just saved all our lives because he's re- he thinks he's real hot shit now. Hermione's like Harry, I can't believe it. You conjured up a Patronus that drove all the way drove away all those Dementors. That's very very advanced magic. I'm like yeah, Hermione, I can't believe it either. And Harry says I knew I could do it this time because I'd already done it 
does that make sense? And I'm like, no, it doesn't <laughs> no, it at all. it fucking doesn't. This story's full of shit. So anyway, they jump on the hippogriff. They fly up to the window. Hermione blasts it open. And Sirius is like, oh, shit, what are you guys doing here? Um, he gets on. They drop the kids off, fly off. Everyone lives happily ever after. And that's the end of that chapter. You seem very disappointed. I just... The execution, it's not the principle, the ideas, it's the execution. It's just, this book is like slow, it's like a slow, wet fart, the way this book is ending. It had like this super amazing climax, like kind of happening, and then it's just like, (laughs) at the end of this book is just like the slowest fart of all time here, and I'm just, I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't you, super. Into you, it. unlike a ton of young readers, definitely were not bought into Buckbeak. No, uh, and super definitely not. understand the issues that time travel can present itself. Sure, or can can present, and mm-hmm. and you're obviously looking at them. But you got to think how fucking cool this is for for kids reading this shit. I guess, but like, what's so co- I don't. What's so cool about this hippogriff? I I don't understand. I mean, it's just, just having a relationship with a with a magical beast that you can fly on is pretty fucking tight. Okay, being able to fly on it is cool, but I mean, if this was like if Crookshanks grew wings and was like flying, I'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, because he's actually awesome. But this hippogriff, I'm just like, I don't really care about it. Um, it is cool that Sirius got away. Obviously, I'm I'm you know. I, I I like Sirius. I don't love Sirius, but I like Sirius. Hey, and man, it's Gary Oldman. I know. I, Gary Oldman's rad, so I'm glad they don't kill him. Um, and, yeah, we'll we'll get more into f- my full thoughts here on the ending in, in the wrap-up. Um, so, Chapter 22. Oh, was there anything in Chapter 21 you wanted me to go? No, no, no you're you good. You to bring up? Okay. Uh, so, Harry and Hermione... They run back to the hospital wing and get there just as Dumble is coming out to lock them in. And he's like, did you do it? Did you do the shit I told you to do? <laughs> and they're like, they're like, yeah, we did it. He's like, good job. Get in there, you crazy scamps. Uh, they get in back in and like just as, you know, I think, do they see, I don't I actually remember, do they see themselves like leaving, like going back in time? I can't even actually remember. Either way, they're they're back to where they're supposed to be, and they, they pull the whole. Oh, I was sleeping. What's going on? You know, they they jump in their beds and they're like, "Oh, I was asleep. What's going on, dude?" Um, because Snape comes in fully unhinged for about the fifty fifth time in this book. Uh, he's he's irate because obviously they've discovered that Sirius Black is gone. Um, he's screaming. He didn't disapparate i don't know what the difference between disapparate and apparate is because snape says you can't apparate or disapparate inside this castle can you explain to me what the difference is or i mean what it's like come like one's coming one's going (laughs) oh i'll be coming (laughs) and going (laughs) yeah but are you on your way that's all it is it's just yeah, leaving it's, it's or just, going it's just yeah, it's coming and going there's not what this is basically just like teleportation right yeah there's not two words for like oh i teleported in but then i dis teleported out 
Well, it's I like just, if there's a doorway, it's like you walk in the door and you walk out the door. They're different. That's the worst explanation. I mean, this. I guess you could say you walk through the door. Out yeah, of direction. you could. Okay, fine. So you can't you can't apparate. I'm just gonna call it all apparating. That's you can't fine. apparate inside the castle. Uh, I think Corny Fudge is like, no, he could have apparated out. And I'm like, well, A, he didn't have a wand, I don't think. I don't know if you can apparate without a wand. The whole wand thing seems to be extremely inconsistent. Um, so Snape's like, this has something to do with Potter. Uh, Corny Fudge is like, Severus, be reasonable. Harry has been locked up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because magic doesn't exist in this world. Obviously, there's no way they could have got out of a locked room. That's crazy. Uh, Corny Fudge and Dumbler are treating it like they were locked up. There's there's nothing that they could have possibly done. Obviously, they did do something, and Snape knows it, but Corny Fudge and Dumble are just treating him like he's crazy. Um, so, yeah, he knows that they did something, but he's, he's fully unhinged, so Dumble and Corny are like, calm down, bro. <laughs> there's no way they could possibly do anything because we saw the door was locked. He hits him with the... Uh... Unless you were suggesting that Harry and Hermione are able to be in two places at once, yeah, that I'm was... afraid I don't see any point in troubling them further. Yeah, that was literally my next note. Oh. Dumble's like, well, there you have it, Severus, unless you are suggesting that Harry and Hermione are be able to be in two places at once. And I'm like, of course they could be in two places at once. This, this is obviously a known thing, this time travel aspect. <sighs> Either way, it doesn't matter. So... For what it's worth, uh, look, and, and I don't, and I don't say this to like necessarily defend this because I too, again, like I've said, uh, have some issues with the time turner aspect. Mm-hmm. But for what it's worth, uh, like time turners and and using time turners is a very like, uh, I don't know if this would be the right way to describe it, but it's like it's a very like compartmentalized like. Uh, action or like piece of magic that it, that is around in in the like in this universe. Sure. Uh, so yes, it's like you know that yeah, people can do that, and 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 th- those are things that exist. But like, it's extremely few and far between. Um, that like that they pop up. Um, it it, it will come up later. That that okay. that's that's it 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 will make a reappearance. Here's here's my problem with this, is McGonagall had to get like the special permission from the ministry, and get it to Hermione so she could attend multiple classes at the same time. So if if Hermione is showing up at like multiple classes at the same time, I feel like there's no way that the rest of the teachers don't know. McGonagall obviously knows. And I feel like if McGonagall knows, the rest of the professors either do know or should know, or they're idiots, or they never talk to each other, or the professors just don't talk to each other at all. Like, wait, what do you mean Hermione's in your class at nine? She's in my class at nine. Like, Snape has to know that she has this time turner. That's, I mean, that's a super fair observation, man, or or I guess take on it, Uh but no, the the implication is that no, they don't know. Okay, I guess these professors are just like either super unobservant or just 
They're the best of the best. Don't really care. Yeah, they're the best of the best. That's been proved to me. Um, Corny has a good line here about Snape after Snape storms out. He says, "Fellow seems quite unbalanced. I'd watch out for him if I were you, Dumbledore." (laughs) Uh, And Dumbledore's like, "Oh, he's not unbalanced. He's just suffered a severe disappointment." Um, Obviously, Snape hates Sirius. I mean, yeah, Sirius tried to kill him. And he wanted his revenge here, obviously, and he didn't get it. So yeah, he's he's pissed off about it. But I just I just think it's funny. Uh, corny fellow seems quite unbalanced. Um, Dumble's like, hey, you're getting rid of those Nazgul though, right? And Corny's like, yeah, I'll have him packed off to Azkaban tonight. Um, <laughs> perhaps. Wait. Oh, no, Corny does still say this. He says, perhaps we should think about dragons at the school entrance. And Dumble's like, Hagrid would like that with a swift smile. I thought that was funny. Um, we know Hagrid loves him, his dragons, um, or any magical creature, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Hagrid tells him how happy he is that the Hippogriff escaped. Uh, he's, you know, he's overwhelmed with joy. He doesn't know it was them, obviously, um, but he's just like, oh, Bucky escaped or whatever. Uh, Hagrid also tells them that Lupin resigned this morning because he can't risk turning again around the students. Um, as I said earlier, dude did seem awfully reckless with forgetting to take his meds. <laughs> uh, imagine, imagine like actually having like, hey, I have this medicine that I have to take once a month. Otherwise, I kill people. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, <laughs> I go on a rampage and just murder people. I feel like you'd make that priority A plus number one, yeah. especially after his whole thing about how, or maybe it's actually coming up here. He's like, yeah, Dumbledore took a huge chance on me, you know, hiring a werewolf teacher, blah, blah, blah. It's like, come, I'd love you, Lupin, but come on. You got to you gotta make that your priority, bud. So Harry goes to see Lupin, and Lupin, uh, Harry's like, you didn't get in, in trouble for, you know, what happened. And Lupin tells him, no, Professor Dumbledore managed to convince Fudge that I was trying to save your lives. Um, That was the final straw for Severus. I think the loss of the Order of Merlin hit him hard. So he accidentally let slip that I am a werewolf this morning at breakfast. So poor Lupin, I guess, was going to stay. They'd worked it out to where Dumble had spun some story about Lupin trying to save the kids, that it was okay for him to be a werewolf. But uh, no, I I don't think I don't think that the werewolf thing was out. Like he was just right. Yeah. Well, well, at least not to the rest of the school. May I don't know right. if Corny Fudge knew about it, but um, I don't think so. So then, yeah, Snape lets it slip at breakfast, and now everyone knows he's a werewolf, and Lupin has to resign because you know uh, most wizard parents don't want their kids taught by a werewolf. They're all racists. Well. If the werewolf regularly forgets to take his meds, um, then I can I can buy that. <laughs> that's that's like yeah, that doesn't seem okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it's too bad because again, I I like Lupin a lot. So Harry and Lupin are still talking here, and Harry asks him about the stag, the stag Patronus, and he asks him basically like, hey, what did my did my dad transform into a stag? Because we never got the answer i think harry asked once but he was interrupted at some point um yeah. and lupin's like yes your father was always a stag when he transformed that's why we called him prongs because of his antlers or whatever right uh 
Stags are baller. Um, Go Baratheons. Hell yeah. Um, that's that's pretty cool, I guess. Um, Lupin gives him back the invisibility cloak and the map. Um, here's where Harry asks him, and I wondered about this too. Earlier in the book, um, Lupin says the the makers of the map, the Looney, Crooney, Junie, and Clyde, uh, <laughs> would have been would have found it funny that he was using their map. And Harry was like, what the hell did you mean by that? And um, Lupin's like, yeah, I, f- I feel, I just feel like your dad would have been disappointed if you, you know, never used their map and go through all the crazy passages and blah, blah, blah. Um, that still seems like a weird thing to draw there, but whatever. Um, Lupin leaves here and says that he'll see Harry again. So yeah, he gives him the invisibility cloak and the map. He's like, now that I'm not a teacher anymore, I don't feel bad about giving you these. Uh, Lupin's pretty cool. Um, He's so rad, dude. Yeah. Uh, Dumble comes in here, and Harry asks Dumble about uh, Trelawney's exorcist moment, which I totally forgot about, where she <laughs> yeah. like gets possessed and is like, you will die tonight. Or I can't even remember what it was she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, what she predicted. And so, yeah, Harry asked Dumble about that. What did she predict? I don't have it written down here. Uh, something about like the, the servant of the Dark Lord will return and uh, like return it in his service tonight or some, some shit like that. So, is that implying here that that was Pettigrew, was the servant of yeah, the Dark so Lord? Yeah, w- so when it's said, it, it's supposed to be like, you know, the red herring is that it's serious. That, right. You know, uh, right. So Harry, yeah. So Harry asks, like, so is this was this real? Was this a real prediction? Because because the next thing I have here is just a quote from Dumble, and he says, "Do you know Harry? I think she might have been. Who'd have thought it? That brings her total of real predictions up to two. I should offer her a pay raise." But um, bum, Dumble with the wicked burns on Trelawney. How about that quip? Yeah. Uh, everyone just dunks on Trelawney constantly. I don't understand why she's even employed here so here Dumbledore is talking about the time turner stuff um he's like hasn't your experience with a time turner taught you anything the consequences of our actions are always so complicated so diverse that predicting the future is a very difficult business indeed uh Professor Trelawney bless her is living proof of that uh (laughs) just dunking on her constantly uh you did a very noble thing in saving Pettigrew's life and Harry's like but but what if he helps Voldemort back to power and this is this is interesting this is a little weird Dumble's like Pettigrew owes his life to you you have sent Voldemort, a deputy who is in your debt. When one wizard saves another wizard's life, it creates a certain bond between them. And I'm much mistaken if Voldemort wants a servant, wants his servant in the debt of Harry Potter. Uh, so this seems like there's some kind of like wizard spell, like Wookiee life debt thing here going on <laughs> um, that I don't fully understand um I, I think i think double dumble continues here he says this is magic at its deepest it's most impenetrable harry but trust me the time may come when you'll be very glad you saved Pettigrew's life so i'm sure i'm guessing somewhere down the line Pettigrew will 
save Harry or have a chance to kill him or whatever and magically won't be able to or will be forced to save him. Um, this thing is weird. It, it seems like some super obvious setup for something down the line. I uh, I cannot wait. I mean, because you, uh, you obviously understand uh, how foreshadowing works. Right. I cannot wait till we can circle back to your thoughts on this when this yeah, shit goes down because it's good. Dumb, Dumble's old Freddy foreshadowing over here. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a weird thing. So I I don't what what's confusing to me about this is the way Dumble phrases it. It sounds like it's it's a magical bond and that Pettigrew won't really have any choice in the matter. It's not like Pettigrew will have some sort of like like he owes Harry something because Pettigrew sucks he's just like a coward he's gonna go with whoever he thinks is gonna win or whatever you know um I don't know I don't know well, we'll it's so hard to not talk to about this stuff <laughs> that's that's your duty here pal yeah it's tough Dumble says that he knew James very well and he would have saved Pettigrew too Harry tells him about how he thought he saw his dad doing the Patronus this is this is this is pretty sweet here from Dumble. He says, "You think the dead we have loved ever truly leave us? You think that we don't recall them more clearly than ever in times of great trouble? Your father is alive in you, Harry, and shows himself most plainly when you have need of him. How else could you protru- produce that particular Patronus?" Prongs wrote again last night. Um, so you did see your father last night, Harry. You found him inside yourself. Aww. Um, <laughs> Hey, it's a good moment. It's no, it's it's a fine moment. Um, I, whatever problems I have with Harry, like leveling up and doing the perfect Patronus, like it's 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 a good speech here from Dumble. Um, I guess Lupin here told uh Dumble everything. I think is what they say. That's yeah. how he knows the prongs. Uh, the prongs thing. Yeah. Um, which by the way, this this quick sidebar here. They, we talked about this last time about how, or whatever episode it was on, how they were able to make the Marauders map because they could freely roam the school grounds because they could turn into animals and no one knew they could turn into animals. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, wait, so if people saw four students roaming around, they'd think that would be a problem. But if they see a werewolf, a giant black dog, a huge stag, and a rat just roaming around the castle at night, they're like, no, that checks out. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I don't understand. You know, what's hilarious about this whole thing is like, because I I know that you think it's it's a little far-fetched that they were able to do that with, you know, just hanging out in the castle with right, animals. Right, like the once a month thing. With, yeah, what, what's yeah. even crazier is I, I will have to uh, I'll have to share with you at some point uh, how one becomes an Animagus. Okay. It is a process, to say oh the boy. least. Oh, boy. Uh, like how, the, many, how many, do you remember how many Hermione said are like currently alive? Or uh, shit, man! I think it's two or three. Oh, I thought it was like seven. Is it only? Is it that few? I mean, we know McGonagall is one. It could be. Yeah, hold on. Okay, well, it's not important. Go ahead, Um, you can keep going. I I do want to find it though. I just, I just think that's hilarious. The idea of like a literal werewolf, a giant black dog, a huge stag, and a rat like running around 
on the grounds and inside the castle mapping <laughs> these fucking passages and no one seems think that's weird uh it's yeah whatever um percy is all hot and bothered by Sirius escaping he says if i manage to get into the ministry i'll have a lot of proposals to make about magical law enforcement he told the only person who would listen his girlfriend penelope (laughs) so just a quick subtle dunk on percy here is that no one listens to this bitch uh but he's he's he thinks he's hot shit as usual so Harry is miserable at the end of the year, which is a new twist because uh, he's usually all happy, everything's all hooray, good, but he's he's all he's all miserable because Lupin left, um, and because there was a brief brief moment when he thought he could live with Sirius and he wouldn't have to go home to the Dursleys, which that's that's legit. That would suck. Um, Snape hates Harry even more now, obviously because he knows they did something, but no one will listen to him even though he's right. Uh, Everyone passes their exams, and Gryffindor wins the cup a fucking gen, because of course they do. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. (laughs) Really, McGonagall must be absolutely flush with funds um, at this point (laughs) from all her gambling on Gryffindor. Hey, by the way, you you were right. Uh, It is seven. Uh, Ah! Oh! How much are you going to pay me when I beat your ass at Harry Potter trivia? Because you are obviously useless at hey, it. Hey, this is this is that whole double Dutch rudder thing, you know? We're helping each other out. <laughs> That's fair, enough. fair uh, enough. But but it says that there's been seven Animagi this century. Not this that there century. are seven okay. living. Okay, fair enough. Um, but we know there's like three more. Um, Hermione says that she's dropping muggle studies, even though she passed with 320%. How do tests work at this school? Or is this a Great Britain thing? How do you get 320% on a test? Hey, it's that extra credit we were talking about earlier, man. That's a lot of extra credit. That is a whole shit ton of extra credit. Um, But she turned in the time turner because it wore her down too much, and she's going back to a normal schedule. Uh, if she hadn't turned it in, would she, they've just like let her take it home for the summer and do whatever she wanted with it? I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. May- maybe she like just uh, signed out. Like, yeah. hey, I'm not doing this shit again. <laughs> yeah, she she returned the key back to the office. Uh, Ron's trying to get Harry to come live with him. I do think that's a better idea than what he's planning on doing. He says, I'll fix it up with mom and dad. Then I'll call you. Oh, no, maybe he wants him to go to the World Cup or something. I can't remember. He says, I'll fix it with mom and dad. Then I'll call you. I know how to use a felly tone now, which is pretty funny. Ron's an idiot. Um, Harry goes, yeah, I bet the Dursley to be pleased to let me come, especially after what I did to Aunt Marge. And again here, I'm just like, why are they taking him back again? What? I, there's got to be something in it for them that I'm just not aware of because I, I just hold on to that man just hold on to that keep going he like straight up threatened Vernie with his wand this kid could snap and kill them at any moment he he almost already did whatever um and so they're on the train a tiny owl brings them a letter from Sirius and we finally get my answer about Crookshanks. There's finally she addresses it. For two and a half chapters, all I cared about in this damn book was what happened to Crookshanks. 
and this finally is the second time this book. I know, I know. They just casually mention, oh yeah, Crookshank. Hermione's like petting Crookshanks. So I'm like, oh my god, thank God he's okay. <laughs> thank God Crookshanks is okay. I could not continue if Crookshanks was not okay. Um, so this letter from Sirius to Harry. Sirius tells them that he got Harry the the firebolt. Uh, Hermione was right yet again. Um, because she called that way back when. Um, he says thirteen years worth of birthday presents from his godfather. Uh, Crookshanks coming up MVP again. Took the order for him. Um, for the firebolt to like the store or whatever. I Crookshanks is the MVP, fully confirmed. Because if Harry doesn't get that firebolt. They don't win the Quidditch Cup, and that's obviously the most important thing that happened in this goddamn book. That's what these books are about, man. That's what these books are about is Quidditch, so Crookshanks, MVP. Uh, Also, uh, he gives him something else, a letter allowing him to go to Hogsmeade, (laughs) which is so questionable. The logic behind this, it's like, I, Sirius Black, Harry Potter's godfather, hereby give him permission to go to Hogsmeade. And I'm like, oh yeah, sure, a wanted criminal murderer, they're just gonna be like, oh yeah, this this checks out, this is fine, we'll sign off on this. I think Dumbledore signs off on it, and he knows. Yeah, I mean, that's what they say. They're like, that'll be good enough for Dumbledore, and I'm like, of course it is. Uh, it's just so ridiculous because from everyone else's perspective, he's a murderer criminal. And also he's like, oh, hey, sorry about Ron's rat. You can keep this tiny little owl. Uh, Ron's like, I'm not taking this chance again. And he, he shows the owl to Crookshanks and Crookshanks approves that it's not a creepy old dude. Um, <laughs> so that's good. That I'm, I'm very happy we don't have that in our lives anymore. Hell yeah. Because again, very problematic. Uh, if and and he, so he says, if you ever need me, send word. Your owl will find me. I don't know. He just says your owl, and my first knee jerk reaction was was he was talking about Harry's owl, which uh, Hedwig, 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 and I was like, if Harry's owl can find him, how can like. Not anyone from the Ministry of Magic just find him, but I guess maybe he means this little owl. N- no, no. Uh, so your owl was not spe- specifically like Hedwig, just like like your owl is in like like hey, like what whatever like the owl that you're using will, will be able to to find me. Um, this is definitely something that J.K. Rowling had to go back and say like. Like, hey, this is how this works, because everybody's questioning it, you know? Yeah. Because uh, I was like, if any old owl can find him, well, wouldn't they just... Exactly, right. The ministry so, so find her, him that her way? her correction, band-aid, whatever the fuck you want to call it, uh, is that you you can make yourself, like... You can put yourself on the do not call list, basically. <laughs> like, like you can... You can, you can go invisible... <laughs> This is worse than just letting it be a plot hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, this explanation makes it worse. Like, y- you can basically say, like, hey, like, I I will allow myself I'll to be found. I'll accept your collect call from yes. Hedwig? Yes, oh exactly. My God. Well, no, it, it's specifically from, like, a, from a sender. You know what? Uh, sure. Let's, let's just go with that. Cause yeah. Because that makes even less sense. So... 
they get back to the platform and I think Vernie asks him what he's got there with like the letter or whatever. And Harry says a letter from my godfather or something from his godfather. And Vernie's like, Godfather, you haven't got a godfather. And Harry's just very, very blunt here. He's like, yes, I have. He was my mom and dad's best friend. He's a convicted murderer, but he's broken out of wizard prison and he's on the run. He likes to keep in touch with me, though. Keep up with my news. Check and see if I'm happy. <laughs> he's just very bluntly telling Vernie here. Vernie not happy. Uh, very horrified by this, uh, as he should be. And that's that's the end of the book. Uh, that's how the book ends here um any anything from that chapter specifically you want me to go in more on no man i just uh i want to hear these final thoughts yeah final thoughts i have several final thoughts here written down okay so my first one and i meant to talk about this last episode but i totally forgot um unless there's more to the story that i don't know which is probably the case of a lot of stuff here snape's completely like batshit crazy unhinged behavior seems out of character for him the character that i was presented with through the first couple of books was this kind of calm cool dick obviously an asshole but like kind of just like you know very like analytical and you know, he just, the way he's just like snapped and like gone crazy about a couple times during this book, I just don't fully buy it for his character. I know Sirius Black like tried to kill him or whatever. Um, but, and again, there was that moment he had with Lupin where he seemed like there was like genuine concern for Lupin, but then it turns out also him and Lupin like are kind of hate each other even though Lupin also seems to respect him I don't know Snape's like relationship with Lupin and Sirius and James and all them it just seems bizarre that however many 20 years however many years later probably more than that Snape would be these grudges the Snape would be holding would like make him go this batshit crazy so to a logical person yes you know you're, you're absolutely right snape has a snape has a ton of of defects um like a lot of kinks in his armor i, I guess you, you you would say like mm, sure is that um he is a hundred percent emotionally stuck in the past and and you will okay. see that uh, unwrap even more so, not specifically just with the the issue with Sirius and with James Potter and everything like that, but in in several other aspects of his life, um, he he's tied himself to 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 his past and, and he just he can't escape it. Okay. Um. So the, there is a huge part of that now. They obviously there's obviously some like trauma that again will be even more so unwrapped in later mm-hmm. books um but yeah no the the whole James Potter serious black thing to 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 Snape is a big deal right and and you're right he is very cool calm collected uh a lot of like 
uh, under the radar anger, you know, like he, he's not sure. blowing up in your face, but you know, there, there's a lot of hatred and fr- well, maybe not hatred, but just like real frustration with Harry, uh, throughout the past couple of years sure. that is just like, it's just pent up and pent up right. and pent up, you know? And it's like, and now this, you know, like, well, right. It's like he tells corny fudge, like this dude gets away with whatever the fuck he wants. Right. And right. I'm sick of it basically. Right. Um, so you, you add that to the mix of all this shit that is pent up with Sirius and James and whatever. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I get it. And, and I, 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 I genuinely mean this not in a like, Hey, it'll make sense. But like, I really, right. really do mean it. Like it, it, it makes a whole lot more sense when you see the full scope of everything. And like I said, you know, the, the caveat that I started with there, unless there's more to the story, um, you know, that I don't know yet. Um, it just seemed, it just seemed to me the character that I was presented with through the first couple books, like him going full mental was like, I was just like, I don't fully buy this yet, but hopefully we'll get more on that. Um, one big praise, I'm going to switch gears a little. I am totally cool with Voldy going on the back burner for this book. Yes. In fact, I genuinely love the step back to tell a more personal kind of intimate story you know we've gotten the big showdowns with Voldy basically kind of two different ways in the first two books and I you know I'm totally okay with this step back in this book like where Voldy's not a part of it at all I think that was great I love the more deep dive into the character but I wish she had leaned into that more than she even did even more yeah yeah i wish she'd lean more into like harry's internal struggle she like started to get into it with his like anger um at sirius black when he first found out you know about um you know he was like the secret keeper and he's the one that is basically responsible for his parents death um and then there was the whole thing with like him struggling with the Patronus because he had this he had this desire to just hear his parents' voice through the through the Dementors. Oh. That was really like an interesting internal struggle. But there, I I just wanted more of that. I feel like we got these little tastes of it, especially with like him and his anger. And then when it came down to it, it was just like all that anger was gone. And he was like, "No, it's fine. Let Pettigrew live." Um, yeah. I just wish there had been, like I said, I, I really appreciate the more personal story that was being told here. I just wish we had gotten, especially since, you know, this story is told from Harry's point of view. I wish we had got more of his internal struggle a little bit with that anger and all that stuff. Um, That's fair enough, man. I, 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 I agree. Yeah. Um, I mentioned this briefly earlier. The climax of the book left a lot to be desired. The showdown in the shack was really intense and a really great moment for for most of it, but then I feel like at the end it kind of fizzled out. I I, I think it fizzles out when they start leaving. Yeah. Um. I mean, Snape Snape showing up is like this big like you know like twist, this big turn. He's there and he's in charge, and then from there it just it just fizzles a little bit they don't end up killing Pettigrew and yeah they leave the 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 shack and everything the the showdown with the Nazgul was was cool until we found out more about it I feel like retroactively that made it less cool that it was just Harry that same dope over on the other shore uh 
And the other thing I was like, there was no real resolution with Lupin. Like Lupin turns into a werewolf and runs off into the forest and then that's it. We don't hear from him again then until the end. Yeah. And I was like, where's where's my resolution with Lupin? Because obviously I love Lupin. Um, so yeah, I, th- like I said, it was it was just fizzled out. Like there was this really cool showdown in the shack and then the Time Turner stuff and the showdown with the Nazgul just kind of <laughs> long wet fart there at the end of the book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I okay, and I touched on this earlier as well. I don't at all have a problem with the time travel aspect in theory. Okay, the execution of it was pretty lame. Um, but in principle, it's fine. If you want to introduce time travel into your story, we're in a magical world. Totally fine with that. I will have a problem with it if it's never brought up or addressed or again, or if like, you know, you talked about. It being very controlled by the ministry. Um, so I don't know if like if this is something that like dark wizards would have access to. I know Hermione says a lot about, you know, you, you got to be careful because all these consequences you could have. Dark, evil people wouldn't give a shit about the consequences. If they thought, you know, traveling in time would give them a leg up, which obviously it would, uh, they would use that shit. So... I don't know if we'll see anything like that, but I guess my whole point is you've made this a rule of your world now and you have to be aware of that. So I hope she is aware of that and it doesn't just fade into nothingness. I, I think you said it comes back, so Um Yeah, you know, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and foreshadow and predict some things without I guess just tactfully. Okay. Uh, I think, I think that when this topic arises again, you will be slightly disappointed that it does not arise in, um, what's the word here in a lot of depth, maybe, uh, but it does come back. But I do think that when it does, there's a lot of things that are going to be floating around it that you're going to be like, oh, that's what you meant by it's in ministry control. And this is actually really cool. Okay. Uh, All right. There, there's, there, there's some cool stuff, I think, and I, and, I, and I hope you look at it the same way that I do. We, we, with these types of things, I feel like you and I are usually on the same page. So I sure. do think you'll like that, like, well, that's some weird shit that they're, like, overseeing. Sure. And so okay. it comes back in that light. All right. Fair enough. Um, like I said, uh, what I absolutely don't want to happen is it for just to like never be brought up again. That would be super ultra lame, but it doesn't sound like that's, oh my God, I don't know what that face you just gave me was. <laughs> oh boy. Um, but yeah, my whole point is I don't have a problem with the time travel in theory. The execution was just pretty meh. Like I said, there I had problems with them being like, Oh, we can risk going out to be seen now to grab uh, the hippogriff because that's okay. But ten minutes later, when Harry wants to run out and grab the the cloak, that's not okay. And it's just they're yeah, what whatever. Um, and my final thing here: this book as as a whole, um, outside of the last I don't know whatever it was eight or nine chapters, um, revolved around the Quidditch Cup. And sneaking off to Hogsmeade way too much. Uh, none of that stuff was interesting. Well, at the, all. the sneaking off to Hogsmeade brought us the the background on Sirius. 
Yeah, it did. And I understand but, it didn't have to be at Hogsmeade right. for that to be revealed. But it did, I mean, it didn't have to, and that's just another convenient way for them to overhear a conversation. Um, and that's fine. It's just that was like a big part of the book and the Quidditch Cup stuff. I, I don't care about Quidditch. I feel like you you've said you don't either. And that yeah, was I I'm a indifferent about big it. chunk of this book. Um, Oliver Wood losing his mind, <laughs> which was actually kind of funny, but uh, everything with Lupin was the standout great stuff. Every conversation that Harry had with Lupin was pretty much by and large phenomenal. Um, I wish there was more. So, the, so more Harry and Lupin is some of my favorite dialogue in the series. Yeah, it was it, it was fantastic. Um, like I said, I wish we'd gotten a little bit more resolution with with Lupin. And the being a werewolf, but that's fine. Um, I'm sad that he's leaving because he was great. Um, just like Harry was. Harry was sad he was leaving too. I think you're gonna have a new favorite character next book. Really? Yes. Okay. Is it the new defense against the dark arts teacher? Oh, because I don't know, obviously buddy. we're gonna need another one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess yeah your your prediction uh is more based on the fact that uh two books running now uh the new defense against the dark arts teacher has basically been my favorite character well second favorite in this book because obviously Crookshanks is the real MVP I think we all know and appreciate that sure um yeah that's uh anything you wanted to to bring up or or say about no, man, this No man I I mean I I think uh I think I'm just I'm really glad that that you so w- one of the reasons that a lot of people love this book like Harry Potter fans are obsessed with this is like man like we were so into this and Voldemort is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, there it's again to to a younger audience who who don't who don't read as adept and intentionally as, you know, we do mm-hmm. now reading through this it's like you don't fully realize like why you're drawn into a lot of the emotional aspects of this book mm-hmm. until you can sit down and talk about it and it's like man this is that was like that's that pulled me in you know like caring sure. about people and understanding their their past and their history and kind of their how they work um so i that's that's the reason that i that this is in my top books uh, of the series um knowing that you like things to be more flushed out. I think that there's a couple books down the road that I think that you're going to enjoy quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man, it's, it's just, it's got a soft spot in my heart. Th- this is the book where I started realizing like, it's not just about the cool epic showdowns. Sure. This, this is, this is good. Like this is yeah. rich. And I, and that, that, that's what I loved. I feel like this book's greatest strength is, much more so than the first two we actually got some real legit character work some some legit character building some legit character writing in this book and like i said i guess my my biggest my my only complaint with that aspect of it is it just had gone deeper into that um sure you know, most most of the good times I had with the first two books were either like goofy things, things that made me laugh, or you know, like the the big showdown in the Chamber of Secrets with like Fox and everything. Like that was, you know, that was some cool, you know, climactic action moments. That was, you know, 
good stuff. But this one was this one was a much, you know, the stakes weren't, you know, by and large, you know, obviously the stakes are are important and high here, but. I feel like you're not fighting off a giant snake, right? You're not fighting off a giant <laughs> snake. You're not like saving, keeping Voldemort from becoming immortal or whatever. It's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a quieter, more personal story. And I did really enjoy, like I said, that aspect of it. And I just wish it had gone even more in that direction because the aspects of it that I was just like, eh, on was a big chunk of the book where it's like, Oh, here's three more Quidditch practices and games and, you know, uh, Oliver Wood losing his mind about Harry not having his broom or whatever. And yeah, I just, like I said, there, there are certainly a couple really great new interesting characters. Lupin, um, I love Sirius. I find Sirius is, is okay. I like Sirius. Uh, he seems like kind of an asshole at times. But I am very interested in him. Um, it sucks that he wasn't able to clear his name and he's still on the run. Um, but, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think, as I'm talking through this, I'm trying to think of where I would rank this. I haven't given this any thought yet in the three books. Of the three books? Yeah. I mean, I you, you know where I'm at, but... I know, Yeah, obviously of the three, I'm assuming... It's three one two, yeah. Um, and I was two one so far. I I probably would put this slightly above two. Okay. Um, the ending, like I said, it fizzled out. That was that was pretty disappointing. Whereas the ending of the second book was probably its strongest strongest point. But. There was there was a lot to like. Um, the all like you said, all the dialogue, the conversations between Lupin and Harry were really good. Dumble had some good moments, uh, some good dialogue. Um, I was introduced to Crookshanks, uh, almost as good as I don't know, man. Who would I put Crookshanks ahead of? Uh, what's his name? What's my boy's name? Lockhart. Uh, Lockhart. Yeah, that's a you tough have one. to put Crookshanks above that's, Lockhart. That's maybe we might have to have a full podcast to discuss that. That <laughs> that'll be on the that's Patreon. Too tough. That's yeah. That's too tough just to decide here and now. But yeah, that's that's I guess um, my my final thoughts on Azkaban. Anything else you wanted to bring up? No, man. Uh, I am. I'm glad we're we're uh, wrapping this thing up. I am excited to continue this journey. Um, yeah. What is uh? What is the next one? Uh, Goblet Order- of Fire. Oh, Goblet of... That's right. Okay. Order of Phoenix is is five? Yeah, correct. Order of Phoenix is five. Uh, This is the one that prior to reading through any of these, uh, back when you had only kind of seen the movies, you were like, I think that's the one that I liked the most. And I think, if I'm being fully honest, I think I told you that just because I love that video where it like the it's like a YouTube video where it's like the narrator reading oh, yeah. the book where it's like <laughs> Harry, did you put your name into the goblet of fire? Dumbledore asked calmly, and then it cuts to the movie version where Dumbledore, like as unhinged as Snape, is like, Hey, did you put your motherfucking name in that goblet of fire? <laughs> and it's like <laughs> full on Homer Simpson choking Harry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's real good. Uh, that's 
that's probably why I said that, because that's probably my favorite Harry Potter thing of all time. That video never fails to make me laugh. Um, I, so. Here, here let, let me, let me just set this up for you. Okay. There's no Quidditch. Oh, thank God. Well, I guess there's no school Quidditch because you, you already know that like they were talking about the Quidditch World Cup. Yes. So oh God. You, yeah. So we're so, gonna see that. Yeah. Yeah. We're oh, we're gonna lovely. see that. But there's no Quidditch at school. No. No practice. Nothing like that. Okay. Well, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> I guess we get World Cup Quidditch, but no school Quidditch. The, uh, the Quidditch World Cup is is uh th- this may be more for next episode, but look, it's world building because the whole the whole world of of the whole Wizarding world gets together for it. So it's okay. It's as cool. long as there's there's interesting stuff happening around that. Yes. That's that's fine. Like. Anytime a lot of, like, important and powerful wizards gather in one place, that could be a uh, good, good setup for, for some shit to go down. Um, I just, you know, I hate soccer, and I hate Quidditch, so the, the idea of a Quidditch World Cup, I'm just like, ugh, gross. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> okay. whatever. So, yeah, Goblet of Fire, uh, we will jump into that next. I have not looked at all to see... How long that book is? Is it comparable to this one? It's it's quite a bit longer. Is it longer? Okay. Yeah. So we'll probably have quite a few episodes in that one. I don't know how many chapters I'm going to do for this next book. I'm very prepared here, as you can tell. Yeah. Uh, But we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, You want to take us out here, pal? Yeah. Well, listen, guys, we appreciate you all hanging out with us tonight, today, whatever time you were listening to us at. Catch us next time talking about Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out the We Don't Want a One Piece series that we have going on where the the turns have tabled. How the turns <laughs> table. And uh, and I am being uh, held against my will and forced to go through um, the questionable world of One Piece, oh, uh, yeah. the anime manga series. Um, it's great. Um, we're having a blast doing it, so be sure to go hang out with us and, uh, and check that out. Thanks again, guys. <laughs>